All right, Magic Makers, I'm continuing on these this Friday, um, these Friday podcasts. And today, I out of the three out of the six pillars of health, today I'm talking about self-care. And I've done several podcasts about self-care. I'll link them up in the show notes if you want to go a little bit deeper. And you know, I've I've shared that I feel like self-care gets a lot of like, I'm going to say token talk, right? You know, we say we need to do, you know, air quotes, uh, self-care. However, you know, many people think it's about manicures and pedicures and self-care is not exactly about that. And then the other flip of the coin is that I hear people like, you know, I've got a lot on my plate. I just don't have time for self-care between kids and work and just life. I don't have time for self-care. And you know, one of the big things I like to get across to everyone is that self-care looks different for me than it looks for you, than it looks for Sharon, than it looks for Janie, right? It looks very different. And it was just, we have to start to kind of say like, how do I, um, the best way I can describe it is I have an upcoming podcast talking about joy. And she talks about how do you nourish, right? How do we nourish ourselves? How do we start to like, you know, when I hear the word nourish, like, that's such a good word. And when I think about nourish, like, have you ever had like, um, really dry skin. And then you put lotion on your hands and it just like, your skin is just like, Oh, thank you. That's how I look at self-care. And so whatever you do that makes your whole body say, Oh, thank you. That's self-care. So for those of you who are like, girlfriend, I am busy. I am beyond busy. I'm going to help you talk about how do you make time for self-care even when you're busy, right? Because who isn't busy these days? Like the busier that we are, we kind of have to feel, the busier we are, the more we have to pull over to the side of the road and just take a big, deep freaking breath. You know, back in the day, you know, you saw the Calgon commercials where the woman was so busy and she dreamed of this relaxing bath. Like, that's what I want you to be. Like, I want you to have a Calgon moment and it doesn't have to be a bath unless that brings you joy, right? So it's really important for us to find a way to make time for yourself. And 10 minutes, 15 minutes, it doesn't have to be these like hour long spa days, right? Because self-care is just as important for your physical health as well as it is for your mental health. And, you know, these days, mental health is huge. We've had, we've coming out of a two year pandemic where like, it's just been a lot about stress and anxiety about, we don't even know what's going to happen. There's just so much in our lives that we just start to need to make time for self-care, even if we're really busy. So the first place I'm going to say is get up earlier, right? You know, people hear about this morning routine. And when I say morning routine, it doesn't have to be this like 12 step thing for a morning routine. When we get out of bed, even if it's for 15 minutes, right? It gives us extra time to just have a day. And I was that girl for decades. I would get up and out and I was off to the gym meeting my first client. And I like my only self-care was like sprinting to the bus stop to make sure I caught the 545 number one bus so that I could make it to uh, the Prudential Center by 605 so that I could get in line at Dunkin' Donuts, get a cup of coffee so that I could meet my 6.30 client, right? That was my, that was my grind. And, you know, now I've, I've shifted my schedule so that I can get out of bed and just have 15 minutes for me. And, you know, sure, getting a few extra hours of sleep, it sounds too good to pass up, but waking up early gives you permission to brew a cup of coffee, read uninterrupted, journal, make a healthy breakfast, do maybe like a 15 minute foam rolling yoga routine or do anything that makes you happy 
But of course, right, someone was like, Kim, I'm giving up my sleep. Well, that means I'm going to shift and have my bedtime start 15 minutes early so I can get up 15 minutes ahead of time. And, you know, I'm dating this recording, but I'm I'm recording it um, in the summertime. So, you know, the sun is out, out, the sun is open. So it's for a lot of people, it's easier to start to do these early morning routines in the summertime. So it gives us a few months of daylight to really get it going. And you decide, you know, even sitting in silence or just being like, oh, I have 15 minutes for myself before, you know, maybe you're running around getting kids ready to go here, there, everywhere. Just getting your whole family up and out the door. But here's 15 minutes for you to have permission to just have like a quiet cup of coffee and just reflect, give you opportunity. You know, I journal, but maybe you're not a journaler, but just 15 minutes of peace, right? So think about it. The next one is make a schedule and stick to it, right? So many people are the first person you won't skip. If you're meeting someone for whatever, you wouldn't skip meeting your friend. But it's very easy for us to be like, I'm just going to roll over. I know I said it's going to get up this morning, but no, it's not going to happen. And I'm a calendar junkie. And so everything goes into my calendar so that it's already like a fait accompli, if you will, if it's in my calendar. And so every Sunday I sit down and I map out my week, right? So this week's a little hectic. You know, I'm coming off of a holiday and I'm traveling tomorrow. So it's like a lot of my week is crunched into literally 24 hours. So it's like, I looked at my week. I'm like, okay, what can I do? And I have to be okay with it. Right. I have to be okay with like, all right, Wednesday is a travel day. Usually it's my workout day. So that means I'm not going to work out on Wednesday, but I'm going to work out on Tuesday because I'm not working on Wednesday. So it's like, even though I make a schedule, I'm giving myself fluidity in it. Right. So it's like, I put in my calendar every single week. If this is a normal week, every single week, I block out the days that I'm going to work out with myself. I have a standing date with myself every evening that I'm going to read 10 pages of a book of my choice. And then I'm going to do some form of breath work before I go to bed. And at least four to five days a week, I am working out. And it's like, boom, it's in my calendar and I'm not breaking it. You know, because one of the biggest reasons why people say they don't have time is that they don't bother budgeting their time, right? They're just like, oh yeah, on Tuesday and like loosely, I'll be like, I'm going to do A, B, C, or D. And then you don't do shit, right? Because you're like, oh shit, you know, this took me longer than I, I thought this blah, blah, blah. Where it's like, you know, I sit down and I map it out. Like, that's why I started working out in the morning because I know me, you know, like once I sit down, like sometimes I just like go heads down into something and it's hard for me to pull myself back up. So that's why you feel. So it doesn't have to be this like uh, 805, 830. No, no, no. It could just be like, okay, you know, typically my workouts are anywhere from seven to eight in the morning. I'm working out. Um, I start my day at nine. So it gives me like an hour of buffer that, you know, sometimes I'm a little slow when I work out and that's okay. It also gives me a little buffer that like, maybe I want a little extra time journaling, or maybe I just want a little extra time, just like sitting there, just drinking a cup of coffee and taking in the view, whatever it is. So give yourself, um, give yourself that grace because one of the, you know, uh, but also I, you know, it has, it has to be a priority, right? You have to decide that I do want to take some time for myself um, and do that. And I'm, you know, it's, it's totally up to you where you schedule it. It could be at the end of the day for you. It could be, you know, you get the kids to bed and this is when you have your, you know, your quality time. But again, you know, one of the biggest things I see uh, a lot of my clients who do do it at night 
they, they are, they feel like they earned it. Like I had one hell of a day or I got the kids to bed on time and I earned it. And so they end up staying up late watching TV or just stay up late, just doing whatever it is that they like to do where they don't set a bedtime. And then that's when it becomes a challenge because if I don't have a bedtime, you know, some of you pass out in front of the TV or you pass out doing whatever it is that you're doing, where if I, I want, I want to make sure that there is a little bit of structure, a little bit of discipline so that it's not like, you know, you're passing out in front of the TV or you're passing out doing whatever it is that you're doing. We're, we're organized with our time. Um, the, the other thing, ditch distractions, you know, it's really easy to, and I, as I just alluded to like Netflix and chill or scrolling through social media, you know, that can be relaxing for short periods of time, but for long periods of time, we just need to shift, shift our focus to what nurtures our mind versus what numbs our mind. So give yourself a goal before you turn on the TV, right? You know, are you going to binge watch the entire season of whatever that you're binge watching? Or are you going to say, you know what, tonight, I'm only going to watch episodes one and two, and be done. And then, you know, kind of like a slow drip, the series. And it's funny, because I just think about, you know, in the last, gosh, five years, it becomes really easy to just go on a bender, right? And so maybe save the benders for the weekends when you have a little bit more time that you, you're not starting your bender, your, your binge at like eight or nine o'clock at night. Like, you know, give yourself, you know, specific parameters of how long you're going to, to watch TV and give your goal, give yourself a goal of t- physically turning off the TV. Falling asleep in front of the TV isn't clear, especially if you're someone who struggles with sleep and um, a couple episodes ago, episodes ago, I talked about sleep and uh, sleep is one of the biggest things that a lot of my clients tell me that they have trouble with. So we have to start to kind of, you know, put our, our brains into like the, the sleep funnel, you know, and I talk about it all the time, like with our children, you know, we, we have this elaborate bedtime, you know, uh, ritual with our children where we're like, you know, there's tubby time. And then there's the stuffed animals and then there's all these like steps we take with bedtime but for as adults we have no problem like passing out on the couch or our chairs or wherever you pass out before you go to bed and so I'm, I'm asking you to at least like set a bedtime so that there is some type of clear delineation between this is active time and this is passive time so that our brains have an opportunity to like stop being like stimulated even though you might be watching like a nature series or whatever our brain is still like keyed in when we're 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 doing that so you know you could pledge that you're going to do 10 minutes of meditation before you know your favorite show starts or you're going to do um wall planks or wall sits during um the commercials like whatever it's going to do but it's, it's us trying to like find ways to just not numb out scrolling or watching TV and focus on the little things. You know, I used to be an all or nothing kind of girl, right? If I wasn't like crushing it, getting an A plus plus and hoping for extra credit, I was like, why do it? And if you can't get it, and if I couldn't get it all in, it didn't count. Right. And I would, and I would spend my day festering like, oh my God, I suck. I can't believe. And I have clients who feel this way too. And we're working through, how to like start to like turn that dial and it could be make us and those kind of thoughts it can make it very difficult for us to get in um 
full-blown workout sessions because we keep telling ourselves it has to look this way. If it doesn't look this way, you know, I have a client who's like, if I don't work out my body parts splits, I'm not going to get results. And I was like, how do you know? Right. That's my, always my question. When someone tells me definitively, you know, I, I go through, um, some of you might know, I'm a big fan of Byron Katie and she, you know, she has these four questions that I think are just absolutely, um, uh, absolutely powerful. And it's a, a big, uh, a big part of your self-care and it, it, it's called the work. And so when someone tells me like with absolute certainty that something's not going to work, I'm like, is it true? Like, how do you know? Like, give me some evidence that it's not going to work by making a change. It's not going to work. So it's like, the question is, you know, so she's like, I got to do body part splits in order for body part splits in order for me to achieve my goals. Okay. Is it true? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Can you absolutely know it's true? Can you absolutely know that I have to work out two hours a day and it has to be body part splits? You don't, right? You, you, you don't know until you try something different. And then you could go back and say, you know what? I tried it and it didn't work. Right. And so how do we react when we believe this thought? And so for so many of us, including myself, I got caught into that. I must do body parts, but it must be two hours. And how do I react when I believe that thought? And I put so much pressure on me to always make sure I I hit the gym. I put so much pressure on me to put prioritize the gym over everything else in my life. All right. And so who would I be without this thought? And my identity was so wrapped up in the gym. My identity was so wrapped up in my fitness that I was like losing uh, sight of everything else. Like I couldn't see the the forest for the trees. Like the tree was the workout, the workout, the workout, the workout. And through the starting with with some self-care, starting with going through the questions, that was really how I was able to kind of break through my freaking crazy ass mindset of I had to do it all, right? I started to break down and and ask myself the questions. Like if I didn't do a two hour workout, is it true, right? I had to start to analyze and assess every little thing that I was doing. And I just did a a podcast on uh, this previous Wednesday. It's like, you know, what to do when your diet's not working, right? Because it's like, typically when our diet doesn't work, we double down. And so I had to start saying, you know what? everything counts. It's not the big things that count. It's the little things that count. And, you know, it's, it's, it's step by, you know, inch by inch, right? A snowstorm doesn't happen in five minutes. A snowstorm is an hours long, sometimes days long thing. So, you know, I I look at it like this, like, you know, for, if if you're someone who's like, okay, Kim, you're kind of starting to make sense. And if you're struggling with like, you know, it needs to be this big thing. It needs to be huge, right? So it's like, make time so self-care just by setting aside like little small things. So like, be, be okay with a 15 minute walk, right? You know, my, my typical walk is an hour hour loop, but sometimes I don't have an hour, but I really need to walk. So sometimes it's a matter of maybe I just circle the block three times and, and, and in 30 minutes, I get that done versus the full um, the full loop. Um, maybe it's, it's, it's setting a time it's, it's that, you know, reading a chapter, a book it, on your living room couch with nobody home. Um, instead of exercising for an hour, maybe it's saying, you know what, I'm going to get this done in 10 to 15 minutes. You know, before I used to, um, my husband and I like to go to the beach 
and I would, before we would go to the beach, like, and we would typically leave around nine. So I would literally be Googling what gym opened the earliest on a Sunday so that I could earn myself going to the beach. Right. So these are like, this is like some of the crazy that I went through my head. So as I talk about these things, I've experienced them. I felt them. So I know how real it feels. I know how like crushing it is. And even though it's crushing you, you're like, I don't know how to climb out. You climb out by taking small steps. You climb out by creating small experiments. That's how you climb out. And those are some of the things we are going to be um, discussing in my upcoming webinar on Sunday. Um, it is a stress-free summer webinar. And it's all about how do we give ourselves grace over the summer? How do we not be like stressing over every little morsel? How do we not be that person who's bringing your own Tupperware to the barbecue or having to make sure you had a, a protein shake before you head out there, right? It's how do we have a stress-free summer where we can be normal. We can be that person who is, you know, sitting there and having a burger or having an ice cream cone with sprinkles with our kid on a vacation, not it being okay with having a lobster roll without telling the kitchen, this is how you have to prepare it, right? This is what it's all about. So if that's something that you um, want to experience and learn more about, do me a favor in the show notes, you will find the link to get yourself an invite to that special master class. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I got for you today. If this is landing with you and you have any questions, do me a favor, reach out to me on social media, Kim Jefferson coach. Um, also share this with a friend, someone else who needs to hear the same shoulder shaking that I got and that you're getting right now. All right, ladies, love you. And I will talk to you next.